welcome to another Keel Hall podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, Seabound Soul is out. The Tall Tale is available. Get your hands on it. Go out and do a bunch of stuff. We're going to be talking all about that this episode and more on this week's episode of Keel Hall Podcast. First up on today's docket, let's talk about the obvious thing in Sea of Thieves. I'm, I, I wanted to warm up this podcast with something that was coming in pretty hot, and I knew you guys would be lit for it. Now, of course, I'm talking about fire. And fire is everywhere. Everyone's burning ships. Everyone's catching each other on fire. Everyone's throwing firebombs. And, well, we just can't seem to get enough of playing with fire. I guess we're a bunch of little uh, little fire bugs. Uh, anyway, so fire is now out. It's available for everyone. Just look for the firebombs. You can throw them. You can hand them to people. You can uh, shoot them out of cannonballs. What else can you do? You can trick your crewmates into thinking that the cannon just uh, hit real close and they they didn't hear the actual shot when you toss one over the side of the ship. And yeah, God, man, fire. It's uh, really awesome. It definitely has been long in the works. Uh, from what it looks like, because it works really well. Everything catches on fire. The only thing that I've been testing out that hasn't worked is catching myself on fire while standing in fire, which I know goes against all the rules of World of Warcraft ever created, or MMO for that matter, and uh, trying to cook a chicken in my hand. I can't seem to do that. That's the one thing. But you can definitely blow people up with powder kegs and they can catch fire if they don't hit the 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 actual blast radius uh and yeah skeletons too skeletons catch on fire and die it's a good way to deal with um uh metal uh skeletons and in any powder kegs in, in crow's nests they're done they're gone good luck don't don't carry powder kegs on you uh this is this is insane fire is really awesome so one of the things that we found out is that uh, every ship is now equipped with a water barrel and you can fill up the water as much as you need. You can pump more in, you can grab it, you can toss it and douse it in flames. So the nice thing that I've learned with fire is, is that once you douse a flame on the ship with it, it uh, evaporates the water and doesn't leave a bunch of water in the bottom of the ship. Something I thought was really cool. Uh, I've also had a ship almost go under because of wire. Like we set one ablaze and then we had a whole bunch of water in the hull uh, on the bottom deck of a galleon. And we managed to extinguish all of the fires and save the ship. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot left, but it's definitely possible. It's definitely slow moving. Um, it's it's not something that's going to happen real fast if you do have fire on the ship. So you can kind of work around it if you need to. Um, and just, just a quick little reminder, there is a new achievement for blowing up a shark with, uh, with a powder keg, uh, that's a jaw and it's got a jaws reference to it, which is really awesome. So that's an easy 20 points for your gamer scores. If that's what you're, what you'd go for fire is just, it's really, it's, it's a lot of fun. This is a whole new tool that's been added. I love seeing all the photos of everyone playing with fire. Um, and, and good job to the team. Uh, at rare for for putting this out there because man it's it's a good one it's a real solid solid addition to the game i like it i like it a lot 
Next up on today's docket, I did want to talk about Tall Tales. I'm going to give you a little bit of just a, an overview and my my kind of feelings on it, but I don't want to give too much away because it is kind of a spoilerish type thing. So for this, it's it's really easy. Just head out to the Black Witch uh, shipwreck on Shipwreck Bay, and you will see if you haven't already the portrait of Sir Arthur Pendragon and you may be wondering how did we know this beforehand well there were riddles that took you to uh, his cabin and they've confirmed it since then that it is Arthur Pendragon or Sir Arthur Pendragon captain of the Black Witch and we found out some really interesting stuff if you get a chance to go do it you probably already know but there's for one there's a journal right inside his cabin if you if you look the opposite direction of where the table is you're trying to find out where those those journals are for the the actual achievements and stuff the first one uh is right behind him and that, uh, that'll tell you where to go next the 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 story of this is really awesome um I'm, I'm, I'm an internal struggle i'm trying to decide if i want to actually give too much away but he basically comes out and says that he's been trapped in this portrait because of gray morrow and that he's been stuck there for a long time and that what he was doing beforehand is before when he was out sailing he was working closely with the order of souls and the order of souls was entrusting him with this enchanted sword and this sword was a way that he would actually um help bring souls to peace uh how that works i'm not entirely sure like what he does that that brings them to peace but essentially he would help guide them to wherever they needed to go and uh, uh relieve them of of their their trappings and it's kind of interesting because he talks about how his friend uh, was kind of helping him or we get a tool from one of his friends and the tool that we get is the ferryman's lantern which is kind of interesting that they just kind of give it to you considering that was something that we actually had to go dig up from the ferryman's grave back in tall tale seven and now we just kind of get it but I'm, I'm okay you know we'll, we'll we'll kind of overlook that for the tall tale you get it it's a he's a friend of uh sir arthur pendragon and pendragon tells you about how a gentleman uh released him from his prison in the portrait which is really interesting like you know we we, we know that we've been trying to find out where these cursed relics uh have come from uh well we know where they came from they were stolen from the order of souls uh but we know that they were stolen to start working on some sort of dark rituals and now these dark rituals are what frees uh pendragon from his his actual cursed portrait and the gentleman that he talks with he didn't catch their name and i definitely have uh some inklings on who that could be but arthur pendragon's free he says that uh he was told that there are still a few more souls that he needs to uh release and so that they can be free so we go out uh hunting down what's happening with these souls and we find out that they uh that the ashen dragon has actually taken uh and started attacking these two ships uh one of which was in kind of a, a loose alignment with the other and you go down and you track down these captains who have been slain and their ships sunk uh by the ashen dragon 
come to find out, you start following where the Ashen Dragon leads you. And each time you go to each of these captains' uh, shipwrecks and you find their skull, Pendragon actually uses his sword, which, let's be honest, it's a blue lightsaber. It's also the only rapier in the game we have right now, so that's really cool. But he uses his sword to release the souls of this, uh, of, of each of these captains. And each time it happens, they explain kind of what's going on. And more of the tall tale gets filled out. And I'm not going to spoil what happens at the end, but you do end up finding Captain Flameheart's grave. And it's really awesome to go watch it. And then what happens afterwards was amazing. I really love this tall tale. This, this tall tale, to me, tells a story in the past of something that uh, happens and then catches you up at the present. So if you've read, um, say, Athena's Fortune, you're already kind of familiar with this format that Rare likes to, to pose these um, these kind of, of stories. In Athena's Fortune, you were sitting with Ramsey and his crew for their first excursion into the Sea of Thieves and then kind of how they came up with other crews. They were subsequently betrayed and the Gold Hoarder legend was born. The other half of the story is coming from uh, Lorena, who is fresh to Sea of Thieves well after the Gold Hoarder's been in, uh, been, been kind of in the background for a long time. And you find out that uh, she finds a crew and she's kind of going around and doing her own thing as they come across Tribute Peak at the Shores of Gold. It's really interesting to see how two stories, uh, one from current day working towards the past and then one from the past working towards the future are coming together because that's kind of what's happening right now is, is stuff was happening in this tall tale where Arthur Pendragon is kind of the linchpin behind all this. You know, he's the one that is... Uh, guiding us to the past and then as as we get closer and closer to the past we start to uncover more and more of what our future is going to look like with Sea of Thieves and Mike and the team have done a great job crafting this narrative uh, it's it's a really cool event to see it definitely harkens back to the earlier tweets about him wanting to achieve an effect in the game that is uh, very similar to a scene from Masters of the Universe. Um, again, I don't want to spoil too much about it. If you've already done it, you already understand what I'm getting at. But this being the first introduction to a larger story arc, it was a great way to kind of kick off uh, Tall Tales in a post-anniversary update um, uh, a sense uh, in, in kind of looking at what the future story of tall or of, of the game and as well as like the future story of what tall tales are going to look like are this is probably the second tall tale that i would say we've had um that didn't really involve too much uh this one was one where we were kind of guided along uh, the story um everyone that i know seems to really love tall tale 7 and how you kind of follow along this detective story and this is very similar in that aspect where you're not working out puzzles. You're not uh, avoiding traps. You're kind of taking yourself through a, a, a narrative. And, and that narrative is the interesting part because it's, it's a story that can't be told 
outside of dealing with ghosts and using the ferryman's lantern, which I think is just a cool idea. There's always been that trope of, you know, dead men tell no tales. And the ferryman's lantern is giving us this portal to looking into the past and seeing uh, just what happened back then with these with these different pirates to help try and piece together more information about who we need to be careful of in the future. Next up on today's docket, I did want to dive into the meat and potatoes of this update. Uh, But first off, I have to address the elephant in the room. And he's short, he's got red hair and a flat head. And that's Stitcher Jim, who is now uh, in charge of the black market as well as all of the mercenary voyages. And many of you may be wondering the same thing I am. Where is Duke the Dark Lord? Or Duke, the savior. Maybe. I don't know. At this point, it's hard to tell. But one thing is for certain, and that's Stitcher Jim is uh, not someone I want to trust at all. In fact, I'm pretty sure that this dude is a dude who is constantly just trying to find the next big baddie so that he can befriend them. And if you don't believe me, do me a favor. Take a quick peek at his chest. If you recall, he used to wear the emblem of the Forsaken Alliance, uh, whom he betrayed by murdering the crews. And now, well, he's wearing something a little different. He's wearing uh, one of two possible people's fingers. And the first one feels like the most obvious, uh, which is Captain Flameheart. If you've gone out and done the tall tale, you've reached his tomb, You get to open it, and if you open it, you may realize, uh, like I did and many others, that he is missing a ring finger, or a finger with a ring on it. Stitcher Jim happens to have a finger with a ring. And a lot of this leads us back to the tall tale, where Pendragon was released by someone who knew the right kind of curses and the right kind of spells to release him from that painting. Now... We know that Grey Morrow put him in there. Obviously, Grey Morrow wouldn't put him, take him out of it. So someone who can speak to Grey Morrow uh, may be our key to finding out what curse was used to keep uh, Pendragon trapped in that portrait. And if you kind of look at where things are pointing, if you go hunting for the masked stranger, uh, Stitcher Jim's betrothed, you will know if you talk to him, he'll just say that she's kind of out of the picture for right now, kind of giving him his space, doing some other things on her own. And if you know where to look, you can find her. And she's in a place that we've been before. Well, I can't say everyone's been before. I've been there before. I check there very often to see if anything's going on. And usually nothing is going on. But This is a little different. Uh, In fact, I would say that if you go to Wanda's Wanda's workshop on Wanda's Refuge, you'll you'll find out what's going on with the Masked Stranger. And it's more than evident that this is the beginning of the reveal. Uh, This is kind of the you know this this is the unmasking of Darth Vader this is basically us finding out that Darth Vader is Luke's father in Sea of Thieves we have found out and it's been teased for quite a while that um that Wanda is back 
and her and Jim are together for whatever that means. And that Stitcher Jim is using Duke's blind trust to gain favor, to get closer to the items that we constantly get for them. Uh, This time around, we're getting tombs. Uh, We're getting ashen tombs from ashen chests that we need ashen keys to open up uh, to to return to them. And there's a a few things in, in in the game itself that I think are really awesome. There are voyages now that Duke offers. Uh, three of them are going to be for each of the three original seas, the Shores of Plenty, the Wilds, and the Ancient Isles. Uh, each of those will send you to uh, um, a, a skeleton to go kill and then get an, an order from, who will then send you to that island typically to dig up uh, a chest or a key, typically a key if it's if it's one of those three. Uh, and then he has a pirate legend voyage available, which will send you to a couple islands to go dig up trinkets and such, at which point you can then dig up the ashen chests to open up with the ashen keys. A lot of people have been doing the regular stuff where they've been sailing out. And as they're going out to different areas, they'll notice that there are the emergent skeleton captains, but they aren't skeleton captains. They're ashen key masters and ashen guardians. And these guardians are keepers of maps who will give you chests. The key masters will give you uh, maps to dig up keys. You need both of them to be able to unlock the chests to get the uh, trinkets inside as well as the tombs. Um, Some of them, when you open up, will actually have bags of gold or bags of doubloons uh, that will give you a small portion of currency there. And most of them will have one, maybe two tombs inside, typically one from what I've noticed. But you need to collect all five and you need to turn in five to Stitcher Jim to earn the commendations you need to be able to unlock the ashen uh, clothing, the the fiery ash clothing that that is coming into the black market. Um, it's uh, I love that they're bringing that stuff in. Um, there's a lot more that they've actually brought in with it as well too. They've actually brought in some uh, of the inky Kraken set. It's a, a different, darker version of the the Kraken liveries. They also brought in uh, dirty, rotten bilge rat clothing, which is it's just a recolor of the bilge rat clothing. The Forsaken Ashes ship, uh, which has the the cannon, the capstan, and the wheel for the Forsaken Ashes ship cosmetics. Uh, the whaling barnacle items, uh, which is ironic because it's his whaling. He was the, the captain of the whaling barnacle. So the wild whaling barnacle items are now in game, as well as a set of wild rose weapons, which if you like the wild rose uh, tall tale, they now have some accompanying uh, weapons for that. And, uh, you know, I, I really just can't get past the fact that Stitcher Jim is back He's in a position of trust with the with the different trade companies. If he's being asked to represent the the uh, the build rats, and I, it's just it's not it's not cool, man. I didn't. I, I'm still I'm still trying to work that one out. Why and how we're we're actually letting this uh, fly, but uh, I I can't imagine that this is going to last long. Um, if you're if you're out there and say you're getting into the into the Sea of Thieves and you're jumping in to try and figure out how to kind of uh, deal with with the actual chest and stuff, um, anytime you find a key, 
you can turn that in for five doubloons. Anytime you find a chest, you can turn that in for 10 doubloons. If you find a key in a chest and you open up the chest and then you get the stuff inside and you just have the chest left over, you can still turn in the ashen chest for 10 doubloons, even if it's empty. So if you've been sitting those around, leaving them for people for the next time you go to actually like, you know, leave the game and you, you plan on doing something else or you, you're done for the night and you have all these chests that you want to leave for the next person, do yourself a favor, take those ashen chests, even though they're empty and go turn them in for 10 doubloons. Uh, because there's a lot of stuff in the, in the, the black market right now. And the inky Kraken set is definitely the most expensive. It's probably almost as expensive, if not more than the cosmetics used to be when the game first came out, when those ship cosmetics were extremely expensive. Uh, now that everyone has millions and millions of gold, except for me, it's a lot harder for gold to come by. So if you're like me, and you don't have the money to, to buy all that stuff, uh, there's some easier ways of getting gold if you don't have a whole lot of time. And some of them are kind of tough, but the one that I would recommend right now is if you're playing the game, you don't have a whole lot of time, but you wanna make a fair amount of gold, hop into a server and check and see if there's a uh, Reaper's chest in in on the seas and then try and go and get that reaper's chest and get that reaper's chests and and turn it in because once you turn it in you get 25 doubloons and you're probably wondering well how, how the heck is that supposed to help me with oh that's right there's a conversion for doubloons to gold now a lot of you are probably thinking logan that's a stupid way of turning doubloons into gold right I understand you probably don't think so, but that Reaper's chest is worth 25 doubloons. Have you looked at the currency exchange right now? It's 20 doubloons for 10,000 gold. When was the last time you found one chest out in the sea all on its own with no attaching quests or anything like that that was worth 10,000 gold? Oh, you're probably saying that the box of wondrous secrets is there and that's worth 25k yeah, true 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 but you don't have to look for a reaper's chest it's on the map and it's bright and right in front of you and because a lot of people have kind of stopped going for those there are a lot more up for grabs and they're a lot easier to obtain so if you're looking for a quick way to get gold go and pick up every single reaper's chest you can get get the 25 doubloons and then convert 20 of that into 10,000 gold. It was a free chest. You didn't have to do any events or anything for it. It was just out in the open. Subsequently, if you're already working on the Ashen chest quests, say you do the Pirate Legend one and you get two Ashen chests, or if you're doing the newly revamped version of the ship battles, the Ashen ship battles, now where you're fighting, fighting off ships in that battle, and you see the big giant red ship cloud in the sky and you go do battle, you get all those chests. Once you actually open those up, that's still good. If you get two, that's 20 doubloons. That's 10,000 gold. That chest, that empty chest that you left on the dock last night when you logged off and you didn't think that it was going to be worth anything, that was 5,000 gold right there. 5,000 gold. That's more than a mega keg and less dangerous. So... I'm just putting this out there that if you're looking for an easy way to get gold and you got some time to sail around, 
but you don't always have a full team to go diving into doing forts or Athena's fortune quests or the Fort of the Damned or Ashen this and Ashen that and Skeleton this and Merchant Crates that. Think about the Reaper's Chest and how easy it is to grab one of those and then convert those doubloons into gold. Uh, hopefully this helps you because it's something I've been thinking a lot about with this update now that I have all this stuff to buy and not a whole lot of gold, but a huge amount of doubloons. And I, I just have to, I can't, I can't think of any other way outside of getting a whole crew together to go, go do big, big, uh, hulls or hulls, 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 H-A-U-L's. <laughs> Next up on today's docket, I did want to dive into the patch notes just a little bit to kind of give you some ideas of some of the things that I found out in the world that have helped me. So if you are out in the world, there are a couple different things that you can find that are a lot better than they used to be. First off, rowboats. Rowboats, now when you find them, should have a fair amount of stuff actually in them. So check that that chest and, and make sure you pull out some of those supplies because that'll help you as you go along because most people are going to want to find an actual rowboat and use it. The other thing, gold hoarder riddles now reward collector's chests with stuff inside. So if you do a riddle map, and you're trying to find that last that last thing when you dig up that riddle map it's going to be a collector's chest uh, these are, are hopefully going to bring you a little more gold than just like what you would get from a normal x marks the spot voyage um, if you also are out looking for uh, collector's chests just out in the wild any of them that you find should have stuff inside of them They've said that they that they are definitely making sure that there's always going to be something inside of them. I've found gold uh, or like a bag of gold on top of valuables and stuff. It actually looks really cool. It actually looks really awesome to see like a bunch of gold and then some items poking up from inside of it. Um, I'm, I'm kind of wishing that we had had that a long time ago, but I'm glad that it's in there because it's a really cool thing to see. Uh, the forts now have the potential of having these collector's chests with a variable amount of stuff inside them as well. And I, I really like this. It's, it's emergent. It's, it's like you're never quite sure what you're going to find inside these uh, chests. And it's nice to know that if you do find a chest, that there's going to be some immediately immediate gold. It's not going to be a whole lot, but there's going to be a certain amount of gold inside that chest right off the bat. So even if you don't necessarily get to turn in that chest or everything in it, at least you're getting something before you know you you lose it to to kraken or pirates or what what have you you know you're getting something as you actually pick it up and i know that for a long time that was something that a lot of pirates had problems with is, is the idea that treasure isn't actually your treasure until you actually turn it in uh, but with a, a lot of the work in the seas right now being pushing or sorry let me rephrase this as the emphasis for trade companies has has dropped significantly, the mercenary voyages, the gold hoarders, uh, not the gold hoarder stuff, the um, the build rat stuff, is all stuff that we're now focusing on, and because of that, it's less 
it's less of an incentive for us to to find regular treasure that isn't towards one thing because we're usually turning everything into Stitcher Jim now, uh, who was Duke, um, and then you'd subsequently have little trinkets here or there from from picking up other stuff along the way to turn into like the Gold Hoarders and the Order Souls. So it's I'm I'm really liking this idea of getting something immediately when finding treasure you know you find some and it's awesome it's great and it makes sense that now with the sea of thieves uh as we've defeated the gold hoarder as we're constantly digging up all these captains all these marauders chests all these chests that we're turning into the gold hoarders it would make sense that most of those chests are leaving the world and we're starting to see more chests of other people's treasure and what i mean by that is uh, all of these chests that we had before were ones that we could only take to gold hoarders. They were the only ones that had the gold key to be able to open up these chests. Now that more of those have been turned in, it's it makes sense that we would start seeing treasure that is being buried by other people and something that we can actually open up instead of being locked away with one of those really tightly made, whatever you want to call it, from the gold hoarders. Like Ramsey's chests are no longer as 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 widely found. You know, it's a weird thing to think that some of that something like that could be explained away in lore. And I just I, I keep thinking about how amazing uh, of a job the the team at Rare has done when actually putting out this lore and finding ways to kind of explain game mechanics and stuff. Um, moving on though, uh, campfires are now like a process, <laughs> you know? Before, there was always just a bunch of campfires out in the world and they were always burning. Now, you have to use a piece of wood and you have to use your lantern to actually set a campfire ablaze. And it's actually pretty cool. I, I like this because it's, it, it kind of brings a little more immersion. And also, it sets off a huge pillar of smoke letting people know that someone was on that island fairly recently and put a campfire up for people to use. Uh, so it's going to lead, lead to a lot of pirates knowing like if someone's actually on the island and using it for stuff as opposed to you know getting away with it without anyone actually being aware. Uh, there's also portable ammo crates out there. Isn't that crazy? That's a crazy thing. I still haven't found one. But reading the patch notes, it does say that you can uh, hold a stack of up to 50 ammo or... Um, I guess in this instance, 10 reloads. And you can take the ammo chests to uh, your ship or on an island to to restock them using a normal ammo crate. So say you know that there's an ammo crate that's pretty far from where you're at, but you need to uh, take out a bunch of skeletons with your gun in this area. It's nice to know that you can take one of these portable ammo crates, stock it, go out, kill those skeletons and then if you need like a restock uh have someone run over restock it and then bring it back while others are dealing with the skellies and stuff it's it's a little thing but it's one of those tools that helps kind of make it a little bit easier so say you take like an animal or an, an animal crate <laughs> you an ammo crate uh somewhere where you really don't have access easy access to be able to refill your ammo having a person like Joe said in the in the uh, the pat or in the the dev update video, having one of those up in a crow's nest uh, can really make a difference when pirates are uh, trying to keep watch on the horizon from other people, but get bored 
and want to help with, say, like killing waves of skeletons. If they've got, especially at a fort, let me let me emphasize that this is probably best served on skeleton forts that are active that you're trying to take down. Having a portable crate up there for the, the lookout to be able to help scope out uh, what's going on on the horizon, but also be able to take out skeletons on the ground that you're fighting or kegs, that's awesome. That's, that's a huge, huge plus in in the the quality of life world i i love that i i love ideas like that bringing stuff that is fixed that would be better if you had one but not necessarily giving it to everyone i really love that um the particles uh in 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 the game right now are so epic god man they look so good um i've been i've been looking at the new ashen skeletons that they brought us with the with the ashes and the flames these are the things that i was expecting when we were going to be going out to the forsaken shores i expected every skeleton to be like molten lava with bits of lava dripping off of them and gold like affixed to them or these ones that are just like on fire and just constantly flaming and you had to worry about that uh still waiting for swords to catch a blaze still hoping that one of these days, one of these ashen swords will actually be on fire and we can have a flaming sword. Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember the adventure zone reference. You know, which one, the one that taco had and anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about. The fact that you haven't been listening to the adventure zone is a crime in and of itself. And I will not stand. I'm going to keep seated right here and keep doing this podcast. All right, next up on today's docket, I did want to talk about the Pirate Emporium. Uh, We got a lot of new stuff in the Pirate Emporium, and I wanted to make sure that I talked about some of it because some of it's going to be something that maybe you're interested in, but maybe I'm not interested in. And I'm starting to notice this with the with the Pirate Emporium, uh, having a variety of stuff expanded is going to mean that I'm just not going to pick up everything. Uh, I, I feasibly probably can't. But I did want to talk to you today about a couple things. Uh, because we're getting closer and closer to Black Friday, if you're playing Sea of Thieves on Game Pass and fear that one day you may not have Game Pass and want to still play Sea of Thieves, right now, as far as I can tell, Sea of Thieves is at its cheapest. Right now on at least the American store, uh, Microsoft is selling the digital version of Sea of Thieves for $24.99. Now I bought this game when it first came out back when it when when it was full $60. And to be able to pick it up for $25, which is more than 50%, it's it's 50% of what it is right now. But the fact that it's that cheap is just insane. So if you don't already own this game and you're just using it on Game Pass, you might want to consider picking it up for this price in case you don't want to have Game Pass at some point. Also, I wanted to mention that if you go into the store, all of the ancient coins, the ones that you, that you can purchase for Pirate Emporium stuff, there's all of them at least a 10% knockoff. Uh, so even the most expensive package for the for the ancient coins, the the 4,250 coins, the one that's normally 34.99 in America, that's down to 31.49, 10% off. So if you're if you've been wondering like if you should pick up anything in this month's 
amount of of stuff the stuff i'm, I'm going to talk about the the new pirate emporium stuff if you are thinking about picking that up definitely go into the microsoft store and actually pick up the the ancient coins there not in game buy them outside of the game through microsoft's store because you're most certainly going to get a better deal also if you can, not everyone can, but if you can stock up on these for months where you will want to purchase a lot of that stuff, getting the 10% off now is probably still better than any of the different uh, or any of the, the future sales that or well, future times where this isn't going to be on sale. I don't know how long this sale is going to be going for, so I do want to make sure that you're at least aware of it. Uh, with the Pirate Emporium this month, we actually got a lot of stuff. So if you remember last week's episode, I talked about the trailer and how in the trailer they had the Huntress figurehead. And the Huntress figurehead was accompanied by a very weird set of liveries, something that didn't really look like anything we had in game. And that's because it wasn't. It's actually the Huntress ship collection, uh, something that is very much of the perfect dark game. So everything is is apparently freshly sourced from the Carrington Institute of Pirate Ship Designs coming uh, the, the ship for the Huntress collection. So the Huntress bundles in there. There's also a, um, a, 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 a cosmetic discount uh, for the other ones from what it says, which I, I didn't really notice. So I, I'm not 100% on that. But if you had the Huntress figurehead and you wanted the rest of that livery set that is now available in the Pirate Emporium. Uh, there's also new outfits, the Sovereign Pet outfits, as well as some Sovereign Bundle sets that give you the uh, the, the, the Cockatoo or the Marmoset. Uh, by the way, uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but there's actually a third type of uh, bird and monkey now. So we, we, had, we had the original two that first came out, and now we've actually got a third one in there. Uh, kind of hoping that we get a new type of pet because I know a lot of people, myself included, want cats and whatever pets, you know, crabs. They, people want crabs as well too. Uh, that taken out of context is really bad, by the way. But yeah, we're getting uh, cockatoos and marmosets um, that, that originally came with the last update there. We, we got the, the, uh, the, the skeleton versions of them. The regular ones are now available and the sovereign pet outfits are now available for each of the different types of pets as well. If you've, if you've been checking it out, you may have already noticed this as well too. The festival of plenty is uh, the first festival or first kind of Thanksgiving event that we're, we're getting, but all of it is pretty much stuff that kind of revolves around um, the, the kind of like fruit, I guess. If you, if you take a look at it, a lot of it looks like it's uh, like stuff that you would see in your typical cornucopia uh, icon, you know, with the, with the, the, I, I can't explain it, but it's got a bunch of fruit. So <laughs> you've got a bunch of uh, song or um, cosmetics for your pets. You've got a bunch of uh, different equipment that all look like they're freshly sourced from uh, f from from farms uh, in your neighborhood. I don't know what I'm saying, but yeah. So go check those out. Those are all going to be available uh, for the next month. At the moment. We don't know if 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 Rare is going to be having this last for the the first week 
or excuse me, the second uh, Wednesday of December or the third Wednesday of December. They haven't talked about how long this event is going to go uh, for, for now. So by, I would say by the, for the next two weeks, you're, you're probably safe to, to, to hang off. But I would definitely, if you, if you see anything in here that you want, pick up the ancient coins through the Microsoft store, get the discount on those while they're still active, uh, and then pick up the, the pirate Emporium stuff. There's a lot in there that I saw that I'm like kind of iffy on. Uh, I missed out on some stuff last month on purpose. Um, but make sure that if you're listening to this, you set a reminder for the first week or the first Wednesday of, uh, December to say like, Hey, this is the potential last week I can, I can buy this stuff. Um, kind of glad that they're, that they're bringing this out and that there's a lot more. Oh, I did want to mention too, if you head over to the Xbox and Microsoft stores, there is a, uh, festival of plenty bundle that is, uh, has, has four emotes for the fun emotes in there to help celebrate. Uh, there's four food themed instruments plus a thousand coins or ancient coins and some free bonus gold. So if you head over there, I'm going to click the link right now. Let's take a look and see. It is 9.25 in EU. I have no clue what that is. <laughs> they, they put the link to the, to the uh, UK store. Um, let me see if I can find for you the American equivalent to see what the conversion is for uh for america let's see festival of plenty there we go festival of plenty bundle you guys got the mouse clicks in there hopefully okay so in america if you want to buy this there's eight days left okay there's eight days left for this it is down to eleven dollars and four cents uh because it got a 35 percent off discount normally it's 17.90 or 17 dollars so you're getting about six bucks off on that so again, that's going to be four emotes, uh, four of the festival fruits, some ancient coins and some gold in there as well to make sure honestly for 11 bucks, that's not bad because, uh, you're getting a fair amount in there. You're at least getting, um, at least, a f yeah, you're, you're getting some good, good stuff with that. I might actually just pick this up right now, but, uh, that would make for bad podcasting. So I'll, I'll avoid that. And I, I'm trying to think. I know I will probably be thinking of other things after I get done recording this that I totally forgot, but I got to move on. I have to move on. Next up on today's docket, I asked, you answered, and as always, I got your first mate's log. This one comes in today, says, Ahoy, Captain Logan. This be a tale of heroin adventure, hard-won treasure, and pirate ingenuity. Whilst sailing the Sea of Thieves and the Krusty Crab, flagship galleon of the Krusty Crew, we neared the end of our evening's journey. Our supplies were low, our gold was sold, and the pirates were sleepy. Then, off in the distance, a skeleton fleet cloud appeared. The crusty crew, never one to back down from a challenge, nor matter how ill-advised, set sail with limited rations and sleep-deprived silliness. The lesser ships of the fleet went down easy, and the captain's emer ship emerged as the best boarder of the crew. I snatched up a gunpowder barrel, went to the bow, and boom! I was sniped by a dastardly skelly, frustrated by the setback, which was merely a setback. 
I waited patiently for the ferryman to grant me passage back to the land of the living. Within moments, the rest of my crew appeared on the vessel of the damned. Two cannon blasts from the skeleton crew stamped their tickets, stamped their tickets to the world below. Mildly panicked at the thought of an unmanned ship, I passed through the portal and waited for my boots to show up on the deck. Unfortunately, I was dropped into the open sea, surrounded by gunpowder barrels, a rowboat, and a mermaid. The crusty crab had sunk. One crewmate, being particularly part of the master race, quickly spawned beside me. The other two were not as lucky, spawning far away with a new ship at Smuggler's Bay. As my mate swam to the mermaid to join the rest of our crew, I shouted, Stop! I had a crazy idea. A pirate of an idea. An idea only a seasoned and salty crab like myself could devise. Knowing that the skelly ships may dive back into the depths at any moment, I knew now was our only chance to claim the treasure. After instructing the duo at Smuggler's Bay to make sail in our direction, I hauled myself into a rowboat and began collecting our barrels. As the whale lord had blessed us uh, with a harpoon-equipped rowboat, we would be taken down the skeleton captain's ship ourselves, dubbed the crusty Zoe, and loaded with explosives, I began to row. With my newly christened first mate on the harpoon, the skeleton galleon floated aimlessly, unknowing of our presence. As we closed in, pop, crash! My mate harpooned the skelly ship in the meat of its starboard bow. Like a mighty whale, the, the ship lurched forward, dragging us along for the ride. My first mate held tight and slowly drew us closer Within seconds, we were mere feet from the ladder. I grabbed a barrel. I jumped with all my might and hoisted myself aboard. Hello, boys. I quipped as I ran down the stairs, ready to strike. I lit the fuse, dropped the barrel near the the port quarter opposite of our rowboat, and began to blast away at the skeleton crews. Boom! The barrel splintered with the fury of Poseidon himself. The middle deck began to fill, and the ship would sink within mere moments. As two of the skeleton crews began to patch holes, four more hailed my intrusion with the business end of their blunderbusses, eyeing what could be my final stand. I fought the undead crew with all my might, but eventually succumbed to their numbers. As I was transported back to the ferryman, who had surely grown weary of my face, the first mate of the crusty Zoa explained, They sank! We got them! A cheer rung out from the entire crew, and the Zoe's lone survivor began to load the rowboat with treasure. When I spawned back on the crusty crab, I ran to the bowsprit and could see the lone rowboat being tossed around by the sea. With the Zoe's new captain waving furiously, we scooped it up, loot and all, and made our way to Dagger Tooth. We sold the treasures, had a drink, and called it a night with a new story to tell. It's not all about the gold. It's about the glory and the gold that you turn in afterwards. But uh, that, that was me. Sorry. Captain Carapace. P.S. Thanks for acknowledging my crew's first Fort of the Damned victory on Twitter. You now be an official member of the Krusty Crew. Well, thank you. Thank you, Captain Carapace. I appreciate that. And I'm glad to hear of your victories on the seas. It was quite a story to read. And I'm sorry if I messed any of it up. But you know, it's because it was passion and not just sheer idiocy. 
No, I, I love that. It, it's such a great story to hear those moments when you think you're down and out so many times during that event. I remember that August was filled of events of freaking out and being totally just just so upset when your ship sinks after you'd fully loaded up with everything. You go out there and the first couple cursed cannonballs just, just sleep you and your ship sinks because you're being pelted by two ships. So I know that feeling when when you go down and then everyone else shows up on the ferry and you're like, uh, if we're all here, who's up there? <laughs> then the then the panic starts to sink in and you start to worry about whether or not your ship's going to make it. I'm glad to hear that you guys didn't have a full fully stocked ship, though. That would have been very depressing to read. Uh, but I am glad that you guys managed to get it sunk as well. Really good job on the uh, on the powder kegs in the in the rowboat. And praise be to the whale lord for blessing you with that harpoon equipped rowboat. As many many a rowboat in the Sea of Thieves need to be equipped with harpoons. Hopefully, our whale lord will bequeath us that treasure. <laughs> Last item on today's docket, I did want to address one more email that I got in from, of course, Dadok, who wrote in again asking if I knew anything about the vaults on Fetcher's Rest or Ashen Reaches. Uh, he says that he found one in a cave on Ashen Reaches and heard about one on Fetcher's Rest online. It might be just part of the seabound sea soul, but I thought I would just check with you uh, to see if there was anything going on. Well, thank you, Dadok. I appreciate you writing in again. And unfortunately, we don't know much about what's going on. I've heard rumors that some people have managed to get down in there but as far as whether or not we're going to be getting that for this tall tale unfortunately i think not but i do know that rare is planning on introducing more things like vaults and traps in the regular world for us to find out about through regular voyages uh through through the gold hoarders and i i tried to check with mike because i couldn't remember where he had mentioned it but I remember seeing one of the actual videos where they were talking about how they wanted to bring more of a focus back to the trade companies, something that I think is sorely missing in the game right now. If you guys remember, remember back in the day when you first started and the, the trade companies were where it was at, like that was the cool thing to be doing. Like you wanted to be doing those because that was how you got a majority of your gold because skeleton forts weren't up once, but every three hours and we didn't have megalodons and krakens didn't drop loot. And there was a time where all we had was chasing chicken and uh, digging up treasure and killing skeletons. And I think that we're going to get back to that point, or at least to, to, to a point that is kind of a, a 2.0 version of that. And I'm looking forward to when uh, trade companies are now like a, a representation. You know, we're level 50 with all of them, but really like we should be able to like supersize one of these things and say like, well, if I'm going to be out in the world and I want to represent my reputation with uh, say like the Athena's fortune or with the gold hoarders, kind of goes back to when we were talking about uh, everyone putting on the same gold hoarder liveries on a ship. You got like a super version of that, like a big super shredder version. I can't think of any other reference. I don't know. It, it just it popped into my head. I'm so sorry. I don't know why I referenced super shredder. TMNT 2 was still a good movie though. Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. And yeah, I'm looking forward to 
when god i just blacked out just then that was really weird i'm really looking forward to when we're actually getting to a point where the trade companies are kind of like our like we are ambassadors to the trade company and we decide like you know if we're going to get these really cool voyages that are going to have us do tall tale epic level of stuff for these trade companies or we're going to have to help decide like how that faction is going to survive in the future of the game with all this other stuff going on and whatnots and that's just a really cool time that I'm looking forward to to find out what that's all about. But um, I, I'm, I'm happy to hear that Rare is not forgetting about the original trade companies, especially with the comics that have just recently come out and how there's even more emphasis on that. Which, by the way, I'm, lo- I'm looking at you right now. You, you're listening to my voice. You know who you are. You forgot to go get the free comics off of Comixology, so I don't want you to forget that. Go listen to last week's episode. Get the codes. You're not doing it. I want you to write a note right now. I hope that you did that. If you didn't, again, I'm very disappointed in you. I was hoping, I was expecting better. But that's okay. I still love you. Uh, And with that, Pirates, I think that's going to do it for this episode. So, Pirates, thank you so much for listening to Keelhauled Podcast. It is a passion of mine to be able to bring this to you every single week and for you to listen to it and enjoy it and give me the feedback. Tell me your stories. Ask me questions. I love being this this uh, person that can help answer these things for you so that you can focus on what is the best part of the game, which is playing it and enjoying it and having that much fun. So Pirates, thank you. If you can do me a favor, as always, there's plenty of ways to help support the podcast. You can either send me a message and I can get you PayPal information if you want to donate to it. Um, if you want to share it with someone, there's I'm, I'm everywhere. It's on Spotify. It's on YouTube. Uh, it's on Apple Podcasts. It's on Google Play. It's uh, God, it's just it's pretty much everywhere. I don't know where it's not except for um, that one. What is it? Oh, what is it? Stitcher? I think Stitcher is that. I know Stitcher Jim. I, I know, but I think Stitcher is a podcast place too. But I think they do stuff with adding ads to your podcast without your without your knowing about it or something. I don't, I don't like the idea of that, and I haven't looked into it, so I'm not doing that. But I'm available everywhere, just about everywhere. So please, share, share the podcast with a fellow crewmate that you, that you found or you're, you're with, and they haven't listened to it. Um, like, subscribe, follow the podcast on Spotify, uh, subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. Uh, if you have a chance to go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review, I definitely appreciate it. I'm six away from having a hundred ratings, which was kind of like a, a fever dream when I first came up with the the podcast. I never thought that I would get anyone ranking it, let alone my friends or you know everyone that I've I've become friends with online. And yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this month because God, there's so much good stuff out there to play. There's so much good stuff to enjoy. And the uh, shore leave episode that I promised last week is going to be coming out this week. Um, I didn't realize in my mind when I said it last week that the week or the day that I wanted the podcast to come out, the shore leave episode three to come out, that was the day that Sea of Thieves was going to release, and I did not plan that out very well. So I've got this uh, this the first Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You guys should have an episode for Thanksgiving for shore leave episode three. So if you're sitting with your family and you're bored and you wish you could be playing Sea of Thieves or at least talking about video games, I got you. I'm going to get you an episode on Thursday so you can listen to it. Pirates, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much. If you want to get a hold of me, the contact information is always in the show notes. It's always there, as well as links to 
how to purchase Sea of Thieves merch uh, that represent for Keelhauled. And with that, Pirates, I love you, and I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves.